Hello there, my name is Brad and we are Grace Teaching today. Remember to join my wife and myself over at Quality of Life Grace Teaching Ministries on Facebook. What does St. Patrick's Day have with the Trinity? What do the two have in common? Well, nothing really, but uh, March 17th uh, is today and it is St. Patrick's Day. You know, the shamrock so often associated with the holiday was considered sacred to the Celts and a symbol of rebirth or born again during the spring. St. Patrick used this clover, the three leaves, to explain the Holy Trinity. So the Trinity, you know, it's a concept that is impossible for any human being to fully understand let alone explain first of all we want to get that out there but we do want to kind of see what the scripture has to say about it and how the apostle paul explained it as well first of all we look at first uh, john 4 8 god is love okay so we know god is love we also know that the trinity god is the holy spirit god is the son god is the father And so the Apostle Paul describes it this way. In Colossians 2, verse 9, he says, For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. And so what he's saying here is one God. He's explaining God as one God, three functions. That's why he goes on to say in verse 10, Colossians 2, 10, And you are complete through your union with Christ. So you're complete with God. If you're in Christ, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Now, we know that physical things teach us about spiritual truth. And so there are physical pictures to teach us about this, like the three uh, leaves from the uh, clover that St. Patrick used the three leaves to explain the Holy Trinity. Notice there's three leaves, but they're one. They're all joined together. You know, at our conversion, at the moment of our conversion, when we accepted and believed in Jesus Christ, not only did God give us the right to be called his children, but in Christ we have one God, three functions. And so this is what makes us complete. Now, each one has a different function. The Holy Spirit has a different, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all have different functions. For an example, the Holy Spirit. The scriptures tell us in 1 John 2, 27 that the Holy Spirit is in you and he will teach you everything you need to know. And the things that he teaches us is about Christ. What it means to be in Christ, how to abide in Christ, how to trust Christ to bear character, or to allow him to bear his own character, I should say. And of course, the Holy Spirit is there to teach us about our Father, our new identity in Christ, children of God. And of course, our Father, God the Father, teaches us continuously through the Holy Spirit. So we have this hope. We have this hope within us. 
Colossians 1.27 tells us, To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so there's another physical picture of the spiritual truth. When you look at the egg, the egg, notice it's one, but there are three parts to it. There's the egg yolk, the egg white, and the egg shells. In some recipes, some recipes when we're cooking, if you're a cook and if you know what anything about cooking, the yolk is used oftentimes separate from the egg white in some recipes. And same goes with the egg white. The egg white is used in recipes where the egg yolk is not. See, they each have a different function. They're one, but they have three different functions. And of course, the egg shell is the protection for it all. But remember, you know, the neat thing about this hope of glory that is in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory, is that we can be calm. You know, there was a time when I was getting ready to do a service and I was a guest to this uh, speaker for this podium. And uh, I just couldn't help but to start dancing. I was just excited. And uh, one of the women uh, in the congregation said to me, she said, you can't dance in the house of God. Well, she didn't know what was going on inside of my heart. You know, our new heart in Christ is Jesus lives in there and he's dancing and he's happy, he's calm, he's peace. And I was experiencing all of that, all of him. See, it was just Jesus. That's what I told her. I says, it's Jesus. I can't stop him. He's dancing. He's happy. He's calm. He has peace. You know, and so I'm just participating with him right now at this present time. And so, you know, if you're in Christ, the neat thing about it is, in the midst of chaos, you can be calm. In the midst of depression, you can experience peace. And that's the promise that we have in him. So let your light shine. We've often sung that hymn or even heard that hymn. Let your light so shine or let your light shine. Or this little light of mine. Ephesians 5, 8 and 9 tells us, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So live as children of light for this, for this fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And so, what we're seeing here is, in Christ was life, and the life was the light of mankind. Life and light were one. You can't have light without life. And so, a neat physical picture there is the street light. If you know, if you go to a street light at night, one thing you're going to notice is if you put your ear to that pole you're gonna hear power running through that pole. And as you look up, you're gonna see light connected to the power that is running through that pole. You notice how the two were one. Branches in the vine. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. You can bear nothing. 
talking about bearing his character of light. And so, be encouraged. Thank you for joining us for this St. Patrick's special. What does St. Patrick's Day have with the Trinity? Well, again, St. Patrick's gave us the three leaves from the clover to teach us about the Trinity.